Hi everyone, this is Thomas. This is the seventh episode of Signals. Firstly, I wanna thank everyone who has subscribed just recently to Focus Signal, this Signals pod and the Focus Signal written content through Substack. I communicated over LinkedIn and over Twitter that Focus Signal was live, why I was publishing the content, and I am humbled and just very grateful that more than a few people in my audience have subscribed. So thank you so much for joining and welcome. This week, a few items that I want to reflect on, starting with feedback actually that we received from a venture capital firm in our space with whom we're very excited to engage. I talked a little bit recently about the difference between pitching prospects versus pitching potential advisors versus pitching potential investors. It's been an incredible learning experience going through the process of each pipeline and having now spent a bit of time in the fundraising space, it is certainly a very different pitch and you know, this was a great back and forth. Unfortunately, they ultimately have decided to pass on investing in Point Focal right now. The feedback, they said the entrepreneur is very investable, so that was encouraging, that refers to me, and they said that the product needs to mature a little bit before it too is investable. And there was a concern around defensibility of content, which I think is really fair, you know, a fair critique of our go-to-market and being able to protect intellectual property. For Point Focal, the way that we think about IP is it is not enough for us to simply capture alternative data from various sources and push that content through to end users. We don't want to be a data as a service provider. And so yes, we're transforming that content and then we're producing visual analytics and using natural language generation to really surface insight for users, but even that's not enough. I think where we really ultimately strengthen our position around intellectual property will be when we're taking content from, say, brain news sentiment and estimize earnings estimates and ESG content, and we're then combining that content to create derivative statistics that truly become proprietary scores. And when we get to that point, I think we'll really have something that's potentially you know, patentable, something that is really strong from an IP standpoint. So the other feedback from this uh, venture capital firm was that they're very open to coming in and investing in Point Focal at a later date once we've proven out more of our go-to-market. So that's encouraging and absolutely motivates us to do exactly that. Okay, so then beyond that, I think I'll just follow up and say that we submitted our application to the New York FinTech Innovation Lab. So that was an online process with a video submitted. So now we're pitching virtually via video, recording a video and submitting that. I guess that's a fourth type of pitch. And that was, you know, that's fine. I think making, getting everything in by the deadline was important. We did that. Sandhill East, the advisory firm with whom we're partnered out of New York City, they have representation at the New York FinTech Innovation Lab and they strongly encouraged us to apply. So we're excited to be in there. If we're fortunate enough to be selected, I think there is a demo day in January at some point. And then the Innovation Lab itself is in the spring of 22 and they've got this really compelling environment where they have over 40 financial institutions that are looking to validate products and help founders like myself understand how the content can solve some of their challenges and become 
solutions at scale. I think you know, the big benefit from being in an environment like the New York FinTech Innovation Lab is getting feedback from people that really are demanding solutions across portfolio management, but also being exposed to that network and learning as much as you can about your products from a hyper-focused round of feedback. I think we would learn a lot and I suspect we'd be able to better understand and execute our go-to-market and getting our content into users that can benefit from it. So in the meantime, we remain you know, in this really interesting stage where it's a challenging time because we're finishing a pretty significant transformation project where we're taking the MVP again and converting it into a modernly architected application. So that's underway. As soon as that's done, we will then transition into onboarding new content. The new content includes natural language processing across 10Ks and 10Qs, as well as corporate earnings calls from Brain, as well as some other Brain content, other products that they're working on, like market sentiment and volatility of market sentiment. Also, we have ESG content from a new partner, which I'll be going into more detail soon. We're approaching kind of this beta phase where we'll start to work with that content and push that into the product. And then lastly, we're talking now also to a really innovative player in the news space where they are using AI and machine learning to create this really rich curated feed of news that can't be found elsewhere. And I think these channels that you can develop in their content can be a really additive, nice way for both the sell side to cover accounts, but for the buy side to, from a research analyst standpoint, have a really rich curated feed of news that is really tailored to them. I think there's more we'll be able to do with the partnership and that includes potentially pushing some of our content into the newsfeed itself, but also creating some extended, really advanced analytics around the network shape of news. And so if you want to see, for example, all of the news stories that have both Elon Musk, Tesla, and say Dogecoin in the news, right? You could actually look at a network graph and look across entities. And so now you've got a firm, you've got a person, and you've got a topic. And if you combine all three of those, you can actually get all the stories that include all three of those entities. So it's really powerful filtering and discovery of content. I'll go into more detail around the new content across ESG, across brain in this news offering in in future episodes, but I just want to lay the groundwork for how we're positioning the firm and what's coming next. Okay, those are the topics that I wanted to review this week. A few thoughts in closing. One is the Estimize piece, which will be the first long-form written content for Focus Signal beyond the pub-sub-fit post, which was really an attempt to explain Focus Signal. The Estimize piece really draws on everything from our introduction to Estimize, why we chose them, how we engaged with Estimize, what we've done with the content, what we're doing with the content from a quantitative modeling standpoint now. So I'm excited about the content. It will be out over the next week or two. And then lastly, I have this fundamental belief that sharing in a really open and transparent manner everything we're doing at Point Focal is helpful both for us internally, but also hopefully helpful externally. For us, it's a way to really understand where we are succeeding, where we are struggling, and how we need to iterate to improve. But for anyone else who is either building a business or in the analytics space, 
alongside us. Hopefully this is something that's beneficial in some way or another. Thank you so much for listening. If you have feedback on the content, I'm very receptive to any and all feedback. Feel free to communicate through any medium of your choice. It's always helpful, just as with product developments, but with content that we're publishing here like this, very helpful to understand who's listening, who's using it, and how it can improve. So I welcome your feedback and am, again, grateful for your time. Have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to chatting with you again next time. Cheers.